if you notice, um, this whole month, the Lord has put on my spirit these messages. This new year, new us, new attitudes, everything about us. We have the opportunity every morning with these new mercies that he's promised us to be new, to renew ourselves in the newness of life in Christ, right? Last week, we talked about the old glory, stepping out of the old glory into the new glory of Christ. And this week, we will be talking about stop looking back. Stop looking back. Before I enter into the message, I want to read the scripture of the day, the Bible verse scripture of the day. And it reads, Luke 9.23. If any of you wants to be a follower, wants to be my follower, this is Jesus talking. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. You must give up your old life. That old way of life. That former life that you left behind. Take up your cross daily and follow me, Jesus says. If you try to hang on to your old life, that former life, you will lose it. You will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, he says, you will save it. You will save it. He can't make it any plainer than that, can he? He can't make it any plainer than that. Leave those former things behind. Behind. We are in the season of the new glory, church. The season of the new glory. Stop looking back to the former things in your life. Our goal is the future. Our future in Christ is our goal. God created us for the future, so we must stop looking back. Unless we forget about the former things, church, that we left behind, we can never build on our future. We can never build on the future that Christ has for us. If we dwell on those former things in life, we cannot see our future because we're always looking back. Always looking back. God doesn't want our past to hinder us. He does not want your past to hinder you. And we know our past can hinder us. Our past can stop us right in our tracks. Right in our tracks. We can be on that path, on that path towards Christ. And then to bring itself to our remembrance and stop us. That stop us. Stop that momentum. It has happened to most of us. Most of us. He wants our past to grow us for our future. To grow us for our future. So we take all of the hurt, all of the pain, all of the sin of that past and we take it before Christ and let him grow us towards our future. Now
Now, we learn from that. We don't stay back there. We don't stay back there. Now, one of Satan's biggest, and I would say oldest, but it seems just as new as anything, his tricks. One of Satan's oldest but newest tricks is to take our focus off the things of God. Take our focus off the future that God has for us. That's what Satan does. And one of his biggest and, and greatest things is deception. 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 Here. Here. Satan will try to deceive you. Satan. Satan's deception has no bounds, none, no boundaries. And the people that's under his rule has no boundaries either, has no boundaries either. And they look sort of like you and me. It's not against them, but it's the spirit of Satan, the spirit of this world that's leading. We have no fight with flesh and blood. No fight. We must understand what's behind. What's behind? What's behind the scheme? Satan is a deceiver, church. But we are new creations in Christ. New creations in Christ. We do not live for sin anymore. We live for righteousness. The righteousness of Christ. To be more like Christ. To walk in the character of Jesus. That's who we are now. Remember, we got saved. We wanted to be changed. You wanted to be changed when you got saved. Think about the reason that you got saved. To put that past in the past. Leave it there. Leave it there. We wanted to be better people. Better people. That's what we on the path of doing. Don't let Satan... Throw that monkey wrench in your face. No, no, don't let them do it. Don't let them clip you up. No, 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 no. No, he, he will. He wants to take us back to when we were sinners. <laughs> he wants to take us back to who we used to be. No, no, no. Satan, Satan will present you with your sin. Like it was your greatest accomplishment. He will put it right in your face and glorify it. Have you wanting and wishing to go back. Been there? Been there. Yeah, he'll do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, but don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, church. Clear your mind of the former things. Clear your mind of the former things. Things scripture tells us, as a man thinking, so he is. As a woman thinking, so she is. What's in your mind, church? Where is your mind? Is your mind focused on the things of God, your future, or the things of your past? The sin of your past, the destruction 
of your past. Because that's what our past is. The past. So don't focus on who we used to be. Because who you used to be is dead. Is dead. Dead. The Bible tells us this. That we therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Hallelujah. 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 New life. Stop looking back. No U-turn. No U-turn, church. Stop looking back because you can't go back. You can't go back. Even though you have free will, don't go back. I'm not going to give you a way out. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you a way out, church. The Lord is not giving me a way out, and I'm not giving you a way out. If you want a way out, you got to find it on your own. You got to find it on your own. I'm on a one-way road to heaven. I don't know about you. I'm on a one-way road to heaven through Jesus Christ. And that's in front of me, not behind me. Not behind me, church. We have all seen the football play. Yeah, I know everybody watched my Cowboys, right? I know it. I know it. But when the receiver, the quarterback throws the ball to the receiver, catches it. On his way. He's on his way. He's on his way until he does this. We know what happens then. He loses focus on the goal. Nine out of ten, he gets caught. And you want to throw something at the TV. Nine out of ten, he gets caught because he loses his focus. His focus is there on the goal line, not behind him. Why is he worried about all that behind him? Huh? We all know, we all ran track in high school, right? Now, I, I admired two things about track. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And that was the hurdles. It was amazing how fast people can get over those hurdles. And then just the speed of it, I couldn't do it. But also, the uh, relay, the passing of the baton, the, I think it was the four-legged, but that last leg, that last leg, and I've seen them practice this. Coach tell you, I don't care what you do, do not look back. Do not look back. You put that hand behind you, you don't know who giving you the baton. Uh-huh. You don't even care, because so, when it hits your hand, you gone. You gone. But if you look back, one second, one second will cost you the race. One second will cost you the race. One second, your future could be in jeopardy. One second. They was not focused. They was not focused, church. They was too consumed about the things behind them. Too consumed about the things behind them. Now, they wanted it. 
They wanted to win, right? I would think so, right? Just like us. We want it. We want Jesus. But if we're not focused, we can't reach that goal. We can't reach that goal if we are not focused. Don't let no one take your focus off of Jesus. No one take your focus off of Jesus, church. Now, if you have your Bibles today, I want to begin reading in Philippians chapter 3. Familiar, familiar passages to most. This is the great Apostle Paul, and it reads, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Amen. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Hallelujah. 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 Paul, the great apostle, is focused. He's focused, church. He's focused on the race. He's focused on the, the goal. He's focused on the finish line. He's focused, church. He's focused. He's determined to win that heavenly prize. That heavenly prize. That heavenly prize, the end of our salvation, the reason that we got saved for the heavenly prize. That day when we resurrect out of our body and we meet Christ face to face. That's the heavenly prize that Paul is talking about. That's why we live this life, to be reunited with Leave these former things behind. See, sometimes we think that we are here. God has put us here for each other, and which so, yes. But collectively, our goal is to meet him. So no matter what we do, our focus is Jesus. Because we're going to be held accountable for everything. And guess who the judge is? <laughs> guess who the judge is? Jesus. 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 So you can't let your brother, your sister, your mama, your daddy interfere in your salvation. Your salvation, church, is your salvation. And he goes on to say, the mature Christian, 
the mature Christian agree on these things. If you disagree at some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress that we've already made. You're on that track. You're on that track. Stay there. Stay there, church. The mature Christian that knows God's word, that knows Jesus, the good stewards of the gospel is who we ought to be. The good stewards of the gospel, church. Continue to run that race. Continue to be strong and not weary. Continue, church, towards the goal, the finish line of your salvation in Christ. Now, this scripture is one of my favorite scriptures. I believe I may have talked to some people before, even before I became pastor about this scripture. It's dear, especially now. It's, it says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved. I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing. I have not achieved it, but I'm focused. I don't know it all, but I'm focused. I'm not better than you, but I'm focused. And that's what Paul is saying. That's what Paul is saying. If you are focused, leave those distractions behind. Because we ought to be focused on Jesus. Don't let no one interfere in your race. Don't let no one interfere in your race, church, at all. At all. Yes. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn to Luke 9. No one interferes. No one. Interfere, church. And this is Jesus. These passages, scripture is called the cost of following Jesus. The cost of following Jesus. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still, another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom. Jesus says, don't look back. Now we have here these men 
that's supposed to be following Jesus. And here we have one of them, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. Sounds like most of us, when we promise Jesus, we will follow him wherever he go, right? Wherever he want us, Lord, we'll be there until it's really time to follow him, right? Uh, we're all guilty, all guilty. Been there. Took us to repentance. Took us to repentance. And Jesus says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Basically, are you sure? Are you sure that you want to follow me? No place to lay my head, Jesus says. My life is in the wilderness. Lions, tigers, bears, snakes. Are you sure? You sure you want to go with me? Are you sure? Count the cost. Count the cost. And the other man. Jesus said, follow me. And he replied, Lord, first, let me go bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. But you go proclaim, proclaim the kingdom of God. Now, most of us say, Lord, that just ain't right, Lord. That, that, that just ain't right, Lord. That, that's kind of cold, huh? That's kind of, oh, huh? You say Jesus had compassion, right? <laughs> he ain't playing with this one, right? Huh? <laughs> Jesus said, man, life goes on. That's work to be done for the kingdom. You can't help them now. Huh? I got them. I got them. You do what you need to do. I got them. Don't stay there. They in a whole different place. Don't stay there. You can't stay there. I got them. Keep focus. Keep focus. Follow me. Keep focus, Jesus says. Keep focus. Keep focus. Still another man. I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Yeah. Whew. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. Mm. Jesus. The man just wanted to go back to his family and tell them, see you later. <laughs> First of all, Jesus is before them. And they worried about what's behind them. <laughs> Jesus is before them. Now, one thing all these men had in common is what? Excuses. Excuse after excuse after excuse. Jesus says, follow me. Well, Lord, Lord, I don't have my pocketbook, Lord. I, I don't have my wallet, Lord. Lord, I need money. Lord, I can't go no way without no money, Lord. I, I, I can't go no way without no money. Jesus says, follow me. Lord, I need my nails and my hair done, Lord. I, I can't go no way looking like this. Hold up, Lord. Hold up. Jesus says, follow me. Lord, give me another night, Lord. I need to hang out with my boys, Lord. 
I need to have one more night to hang out with my boys, Lord. But, Lord, I tell you, you can come 8 o'clock in the morning, I'll be ready. I will be ready, Lord. 8 o'clock, I'll be ready. I'm telling you. And we can go. We can go. <laughs> we'll do it in a heartbeat. We'll come up with them excuses now. We will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Don't look back, church. Don't go back. Don't go back. Remember, we are in Christ. And our salvation is our salvation. It's not your mama's salvation, not your daddy, your brother, sister, husband, or wife. You will be held accountable for the decisions that you make and don't make. You. You. Me. I can't make my decisions off of my wife's decisions when it comes to the Lord. Just like I remember she didn't. And I'm so glad that she didn't. Because if she would have gave up, I wouldn't be where I am today. Because I was not following Christ at one time, and she continued on. She continued and didn't care what she cared, but she wasn't concerned, caught up with what I'm doing behind her. Because she knew her salvation was in front of her. Her future was in front of her. And if I wanted to go there, I got to get on the train. I got to get on the train or get left behind. And by the grace of God, he has blessed me uh, with getting on that train, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Again, Jesus said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. And this comes after one of the guys said, but first, tell Jesus, but first. They put Jesus on hold. You say, ooh, nah, but we do the same thing, right? <laughs> we, put, we do the same thing. The Holy Spirit speaks to us daily, daily. Go in there and pray. Let me eat first, Lord. Let me eat. I need something in my stomach. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm Je hey, Jesus is on it. <laughs> but Jesus said, I need commitment, church. He, he needs commitment. He needs dedication. He needs loyalty. Not to the world, not to the church, but to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. This reminds me of a, of a scripture in Revelation. Scripture in Revelation, how cold Jesus was. How cold Jesus was. Revelation 3.15, it's not up here, I'm just going to read it out. It says, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. With that, you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. 
For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked, Jesus says, neither cold nor hot. Basically, you're on the fence, right? One foot in, one foot out. One foot in, one foot out. This week I'm in, next week I'm out. That's us sometimes, church. That's us. That's us. Jesus is talking about there the spiritual condition of the church. That they fail to respond to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The man of the Holy Spirit that speaks to your heart daily that guides you towards Jesus, that gold of Christ. How are we doing with listening? Ask yourself that. Are we focused on that voice, or are we focused on that voice, that voice? And you know that voice behind you. It's loud. That's a loud voice. That voice of Satan is very loud. He tries to outshadow everything. The loudest one in the room is that voice. The Holy Spirit speaks softly. You hear me? You hear me? You have to be listening. You have to be in tune to the Spirit. Because that's a loud voice behind you. It takes focus to hear the Spirit, church. It takes focus. It takes focus. So they rejected the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the need to repent and turn to their dependence on God, just like many of us, sadly, but it's true. But it's true. If, as a church, uh, the whole today, church, if we, was, if we was being in tune to the Holy Spirit, just imagine that. Imagine that. And this is what God intended, us being in tune to the voice of him that's in us. Just imagine how that can change this nation. Christians all over the world in tune to the spirit of God, listening to the voice of Jesus. Just imagine how this world can be changed. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. It can be done. It can be done. That was his intention. Because he wouldn't have placed it there and say it can't be done. But too many of us revert back to the things of our former life. And we're not in tune to the spirit of God. We're not of the same yoke a lot of times, church. We look it. We look the part well. We do. But see, our actions upon this earth shows it. Our commitment, our dedication that Jesus is talking about, it will show who you are for. Either you're for Jesus or you're not. Jesus said, how to code. There is no lukewarm. There's no lukewarm. That's not. That's a way out. Lukewarm is a way out. That's what Jesus is saying. I will spit you out of my mouth if you come to me with that lukewarm stuff. You will not be on the fence. 
Jesus ain't playing, church, I'm telling you. He ain't playing. In this new season, he's not playing. He wants people for him. He don't want people on the fence. I've been there. And this is what he's telling me. Before he told me to bring it to y'all, he told this to me. I'm telling you, he's not playing. Say, Ron, I'm not playing with you. All right, Lord, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I'm going to tell him, Lord. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> so don't look back. Don't look back. There's nothing back there for us. There's nothing back there for us. And let's help each other not to look back. See, that's why we're a family. Because we find one of us looking back, freak, hey, come on, man, focus, focus. Like we do the kids when they're doing their homework, they start wandering off, looking. Come on, man, focus, focus, focus. Because you're wasting my time if you ain't focused, right? That's what you think about Jesus. You're wasting my time. I'll spit you out of my mouth. So don't look back. I really think, church, that people look back. And I pondered on this because they don't know their future in Christ. Because they don't know their future in Christ. So I ask you, do you know your future in Christ? Do you know your future in Christ? Because if we really knew our future in Christ, we wouldn't dare, dare. Go back to them former things like that, man. No. No. If we knew that future in Christ. In Christ. A lot of Christians don't realize their future in Christ. They don't. They don't. I tell you this, church. I'm not psychic. By no means, I'm not psychic. <laughs> but I know my future. I'm not psychic, but I know my future because I trust and believe in the word of God. He tells me he knows the plans that he has for me, for me. So I know my future. His word tells me my future. I have joy. Not just any joy. I have unspeakable joy that sometimes I can't even describe, church. Because I know my future. Whether I live or whether I die, I know my future. I know my future, church. I know it. I know it. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord, you have plans to prosper me, to prosper me, Lord. To supply all my needs, Lord. 
to give me the desires of my heart, Lord? You have plans to prosper me? To prosper me, oh Lord? And all I have to do is follow you. All I have to do is follow you, Lord. Wow. All I have to do is stop looking back. And you will prosper me. Give me the desires of my heart. Wow. Wow, Lord. Lord, you say you will not harm me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, you will protect me. You will protect me. You will not harm me. Even though Satan is knocking at my door every morning, you will protect me. And all I got to do is call on the name of Jesus. Is call on the name of Jesus. And you will protect me. You will not harm me. Lord, you special, Lord. Lord, you say there's hope for me. There's hope for me. As messed up, as screwed up as I am, there's hope for me, Lord. When nobody likes me, I'm an outcast. But you say, Lord, there's hope for me. There is hope for me. When the world tells me I'm not worthy because I don't have a college education or the color of my skin, but you, Lord, say there's hope for me. There's hope for me, Lord. Wow, Lord. Wow. And, Lord, you say there's hope not only for me but for my family friends, my loved ones, if we only just stop looking back and follow you, and follow you, wow, wow, well, Lord, I'm all in, <laughs> I'm all in, Lord, I'm all in, Lord, all the way, I'm on a one-way road through Christ Avenue. One-way road to Christ Avenue with no U-turns. No U-turns, church. No U-turns. None. No U-turns. One way through Christ Avenue. No U-turns there. No U-turns. And if you decide to jump that ramp and make a U-turn, re-jump that ramp and head to Christ Avenue. He's waiting. There's forgiveness in Christ Avenue. There's forgiveness. He's waiting just like this with open arms. Open arms. Open arms. Our future church is heavenly. Our future in Christ is heavenly. 
heavenly. The heavenly prize awaits us that Paul so talks about. I will continue to run my race, church. I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue running my race. I would like to have y'all with me. I tell you, I will. I will. I will. I want us to see Jesus face to face. Face to face. And let him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray, church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today, Father. We thank you for your strength, Father. Father, for your will, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us, for guiding this word today, Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that your word just, just sees in our hearts and our minds, Lord. As you gave it to me, Lord, I pray that uh, I pleased you, Lord. I honored you, Lord. It's only by your strength, Lord, that we do the things that we do, Lord. Only by your strength. So, Lord, we come to you and we say thank you. Cover us and keep us in your holy name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.